just don't ever be afraid to let how you see this character. You just let it all out. Yeah, you just have to go for it. Take chances. If you feel that the character is going to be a, you know, girly girl or tomboy, maybe a girly girl or tomboy, you know, everyone has a different vision. So you just gotta let that vision out and make a difference. Welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where we tell the stories and struggles of young actors, singers, songwriters, and more, and how they survive the city of dreams, Los Angeles. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Lutheran. I am your co-host of today's episode, and this is episode 61. And so excited. We're getting so closer and closer to episode 100. It's actually now on the horizon. And couldn't be more happy to be sharing this interview today with young actress and singer-songwriter Gigi Cesari. Uh, she's actually based in Las Vegas, but she oftentimes comes to Los Angeles for work. Uh, she's been in a lot of great uh, films and, and television shows. Daniel's going to share all of that with you in her intro. And we actually got to have a conversation with her when she was in town for the Young Entertainer Awards that was being hosted at Universal Studios. And we had a chance to speak with Gigi at her uh, hotel, at the Sheridan Hotel in Universal City. So today you're going to hear all about her journey and discovery of acting, how she approaches this industry and this career as a young person, but she shares so much knowledge. It sounds like she's been in this business for decades past her age of just 13. Daniel Tuttle will be joining me later in the episode today to get updates on our individual journeys and our big takeaways and hustle support statements to help get you through the week, everyone. But let's get to this interview, and I'll catch you on the other side. Let the hustle begin. Our guest today is originally from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Starting her film career at six years old, Gigi Cesare is a 12-year-old hustling powerhouse. From her first role as Autumn in Charity Case to her Imagine Award-nominated role alongside Selma Hayek from the kids from Planet 62F, Gigi has been dispelling the myth of the lazy millennial for, for years. Since her beginning, Gigi has performed in 26 productions with nine more already in the works. On the other side, Gigi is a talented singer with five titles on Spotify and other music outlets, Chemistry, 12, Doing Angel Things, Span Folder, and Valentine. Currently working towards her first full-length album, literally nothing can stop Gigi's hustle. She has faced down bullies, agents, producers, and more with an unstoppable passion and positivity. It is our pleasure to welcome to the show actress and singer Gigi Cesare. Hey, Gigi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for being on. We're so honored to be here. Thank you for coming to L.A. Not for this, obviously, but meeting with us while you're here. <laughs> it's no problem. I was going to say you came to L.A. just for this. We're that popular. I mean... I'll accept that. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> so let's kind of start from the beginning. Where are you from? Tell us about your family. Just those humble beginnings. So I am from Hershey, Pennsylvania, originally. Mm -hmm. Very nice small town. Um, yeah. <laughs> it gets cold. Right. What's your family like? Any brothers or sisters? I have a younger sister. She's okay. six years old currently. Nice. So, she, so you guys are like exactly six years apart? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Nice. Uh, what does your What does your parents do? Uh, my dad is a doctor. Okay. And my mother 
um, she was a talent manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. And she kind of helps manage you, right? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so, well, sort of like she was a talent manager, but you know, there was a lot of passing around going on, going around like you know, um, oh, I need this, I need that. More people, people weren't really taking her seriously. The funny part is, she only got involved in this because I wanted to do it. Because ever since I saw my first show, I was like, I want to do this. This is something I want to do. And my mom was like, Oh, please no. No, no, no. <laughs> so it all started and she got into managing because of me. And mm. people, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it's the other way around. Right. Your stage parent alert. And my mom's like, just Gigi, please get out of this. <laughs> She's like, please don't do this. Please don't, don't do this. Don't. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> do, do you remember your, like when you first started like creating things and using like your imagination, like when you were really little? Wow. Um. Yes. <laughs> When I was little, I was obsessed with, you know, Dora the Explorer, mm-hmm. um, just certain shows that I would, you know, dress up like them and walk around the house like like Dora right. and such. I had a crazy imagination and sometimes I would pretend like I was on a reality show where a camera was following me around and I was like, this is my husband. <laughs> this is my imaginary husband. Yes, he's real. You Don't do question like me. Your own talking heads. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like this is my imaginary husband. He's real. Do not question me. <laughs> Sadly enough, reality shows there's still girls like that where you're like, "Do you have a husband?" Yes. No, you don't. You don't <laughs> yes. So uh, when did you start like discovering that you could like take your imagination and kind of that like creative creating of a character and like put it on stage and put it in front of a, front of a camera? Well, here's another side note. When I was younger, I would have like these toy microphones I'd walk around and I'd, you know sing my heart out and then I would go to my daycare and I would stand up on the tables and sing Copacabana yeah and ever since then I knew I just wanted to sing and you know my dad came to pick me up from daycare early one day and the lady was like your child is like ex- extremely good at, at singing and my dad was like what do you mean and she and my teacher was like you know she gets up on tables and she would she just sings her heart out in front of the class and everyone would I remember everyone would be like you know dancing along to the music and my dad was like oh so he told my mom and my mom was like I wanted her to be a doctor <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was, and I was no. like yeah let's just say you know I my interest was always in you know the arts all sorts of art like drawing painting I love doing that and I really loved music and acting so so it kind of like to just start at a young age you started realizing one that you were had some kind of talent that you could kind of bounce off of like a basis exactly and then when was it that you kind of took from the singing to like the acting as I've said before I watched my shows and I was like what is this and I was like oh honey it's something called acting and (laughs) ever since then I just knew I wanted to do it like it was it wasn't like at that moment I was like it wasn't confused I was like I want to do this Mm -hmm. but it took me a while to figure out you know very little at the time probably about four and I was trying to figure things out so I kept asking questions and my mom was like why are you asking all these questions I was like I don't know I think well I know this is something I want to do and she was like okay okay We'll, we'll allow it. We'll yes, allow it. Yes. But oh, so you're not 12 anymore. You're 13 now. Yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Your mom you. just texted me and told me that you're 13 now. <laughs> so happy birthday. Thank you. Fact check. Fact check. Yeah. Let's take it back. 
Uh, today with us is 13-year-old Jamie. Um, so uh, what were you like in school? Were you uh, a sit in the front row, remind them that you, you need to take a pop quiz today type person? Or were you kind of a sit in the back and kind of like keep your head down? Or in the middle, class clown? Like, just what were you like in school? Or what are you she like in school? still in school. <laughs> You're not in school, right? You graduated early. You know, you see... You see most kids, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for school today. Well, I'm here like Monday. Yeah. Can I go home now? <laughs> it's like, I get along with certain teachers well, and a lot of them respect what I do. I am a very nice person. There's a lot of kids who see me as, you know, the girl that walks in and thinks she's all that. And people have said that to me. Like, I think you're, I think that you think you're extra cool when you're not. To be completely honest here, I honestly, I don't see myself as with a stereotype in school. Like I see myself as just a kid trying to get through the day, trying to get an education and have and be somewhat smart. You know, (laughs) a lot of kids don't see that because, you know, you know, when we were little, we all had that. Well, me currently, we all saw the kids, you know, the really popular crowd and you were thinking, I don't, I don't like them, you know, <laughs> just, but just like a quick, like first You're glance. Missing some amazing hair work that, that Gigi's doing right now. <laughs> I like, you know, like, I don't like you first glance. A lot of people see me as that when in reality, I'm just trying to get through the day. Yes. I have a lot of friends and yes, I do talk to them and I do have confidence at the end of the day. Everyone should have confidence, but I'm, I don't walk into school thinking I'm great. I'm all this. Um, yeah, I am really smart and you know I have good grades in art and yeah I I usually get really good grades Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day we all sometimes walk home with a bad grade every now and then Mm -hmm. yes math for me (laughs) that's mainly all people in the entertainment industry math is (laughs) unless you're in the financial part of it math is not your best suit yes yes well Um, it's it's great that you have the confidence to know like that who you are and what your personality is and that you're confident who you are towards other people. Like you said, you, you see yourself as a nice person. Uh, you don't let um, the 26 things that you've done and the nine that you have currently and all this other stuff kind of get to your head. Like you just want to go to school and be a kid and just be part of that, like be part of that group. Um, exactly. So, and then, and, and that you're just, you just, like you said, you just want to get your education and that way you can get out and start full time doing kind of what you want to do. So, so what was it like for you as, you know, six year old, five year old going, like doing auditions and, and, and being on set? How was that for you as much as you can remember? Challenging. Yeah. Yes. Challenging. How so? It's, so, you know, even when you're six, you know, there's always a role for a six year old in a movie, you know, like, you know, not just six year olds, you, you know, when you're little. But there's still challenges at the end of the day. You know, you could be in a parka and it could be 80 degrees. And the next day you're in a bikini and it's, you know, 40 degrees. It, it's very challenging. And then there's the memorizing scripts, which people kind of just, there's certain people who are kind of just like, eh, easy. It's not really easy because sometimes they will give you, you'll have an audition and they'll give you a script like the night before. And you have like six pages of dialogue and it's like full paragraphs Mm -hmm. on the script and you're like oh okay 
so you got to kind of just sit there and work it out. And when I was little, this happened too. It's not just now. That was one of the hard challenges other than the weather changes. And then there's, you know, certain people on set, like sometimes parents or adults won't get along on set and it won't go as planned. Like, you know, one will be mad at the other and the other's mad at the other. And when you're little, that's kind of hard to understand because you don't really know what's going on. You don't you don't really process it as it's going in and out. Now, you, uh, you, how long was it before? When did you move from Hershey to Las Vegas? Did you move straight to Las Vegas from Hershey or did you move to L.A. and then Las Vegas? So we actually moved from Hershey to California. To California, okay. Yeah, and then we moved to Las Vegas. Did you did you have a lot of acting and singing opportunities when you were in Hershey or was it Well, was it was it New York, than, New oh, York. Okay. We had to have road trips to New York. When I was little, my mom didn't want to move to LA because LA is just really hard, you know, there's the people and What? LA hard? No. <laughs> you and I both know that's a lot. It's not like there needs to be podcasts and books about LA for people to survive. <laughs> you and I both know that it's a lie. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Face the facts. So Hashtag. <laughs> we would travel in and out of New York a lot. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of jobs there. You know, like Lady Gaga was, you know, started out in New York. Right. Um, yeah, I started out in New York. It was pretty easy to travel back and forth because my mom loves New York. I love New York. I basically grew up in New York as like a, se- a second home. Like I never lived in New York, <laughs> but... I live near it, so yeah. and we would travel like every weekend. I had an audition, and I would just go in and go in, or I'd be filming something. We would go in, so yeah. <laughs> you moved to LA, and then you moved to Las Vegas. What would you say the differences between Las Vegas and Los Angeles are? Wow. Okay, there's actually not much difference. Uh, LA is a much bigger city. Film industry, not many differences. Las Vegas is a little less populated. LA, you'll see people walking around on a daily basis. There will be days in Las Vegas where you won't see any anybody walking around. It'll just kind of be silent. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, oh, I get you. I get silent you. I'm hearing what you're dropping down. I'm picking <laughs> up what you're laying down. I'm hip. I'm cool. <laughs> so let's let's kind of talk about the the acting part of your life. So you get you know let's say you get a call and you you booked an audition. You know how are you at auditions? Do you prefer cold reads do you prefer if you have to like prepare something yourself um you know what what are, what are auditions like for you it's even like now as, as a 13 year old 12 13 12 12 What's slash 13 year old What's the difference? um the auditions are very fun mm-hmm. first you break down your sides meaning you take notes on how it's going to be played and you can consistently do a certain line or paragraph in that way Uh, then you start memorizing. I recommend going in front of a mirror and looking at yourself, watching how you're moving your hands, how you are performing it to yourself and making sure it looks natural. Just don't ever be afraid to let how you see this character, just let it all out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just have to go for it. Take chances. If you feel that the character is going to be a, you know, girly girl or tomboy, Maybe a girly girl, a tomboy. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has a different vision. Right. So you just got to let that vision out mm-hmm. and make a difference. Right. <laughs> now, you told me that um, on the phone, you're, you're, when I talked to you and your mom, 
um, that you got a chance to audition for Eleven from Stranger Things. Yes. Uh, what was you know what was that like, and kind of what was the process, and what what happened? Like I know you like you kind of told me kind of like what kind of stopped the you being it, and then you seeing uh, Millie Bobby Brown doing it. So what well, you know you got the script. It was a different title at the time. Yeah. Uh, just what was that whole process like for you? It was very interesting and fun. I first got the script and I was like, wow, this is a really good script. You know, because when you're an actor slash actress, you got to, you've got to be able to tell a good script from a bad script. And this, it was a really, really good script. So I remember breaking it down and reading it and practicing. And then I went in and I was little at the time and I was like, I don't want to shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> Face palm. Um, and I, I have to say, like, that's something that you have to be aware of as a as as an actor at any point in your career. Like, yeah. what are you willing to do and what exactly. are you OK with in the sense of changing any kind of physical appearance for a role? And like you said, you weren't comfortable with shaving your head. I was not. And I regret that very much so. <laughs> and once you see Millie Bobby Brown's audition, like it's like, forget it, like. <laughs> there's no way there's no way like she was incredible mm. all around and you could tell her vision for 11 was the best right and there's no argument with that like you can't argue right well i want to go back to something you said a minute ago because i don't want to pass back too quickly you said you know you need to know when when a script's good or not yeah um, how do you know when a script is good what is it about a good script that gets to you and makes you like this is this is something i want to go for it has to make sense. Mm -hmm. The storyline has to make sense. You can't go from... Can we tell other writers that, please? <laughs> <laughs> it, you can't go from, you know, you're a fairy to a crocodile. Like, mm -hmm. the, the storyline has to connect. It can't just be flat out out there. I mean, I'm all for making a difference and, you know, having different vision for a movie or a TV show. But it all has to make sense and the dialogue has to be natural and you have to know what it's about. Like you can't be sure, like you can't have a script and say, you know, I'm not sure. I think I want to change the plot or the climax. It, you got to know what it's about. Right. You got to know how it's going to be set up. You got to know how you want the characters to be, whether they're going to be adults to kids. That's a, that's good. I like, I like that you kind of talked about like, you have to like, in the sense of making, you know, the script has to make sense and it has to be something that you read it and you go, I get it. Like, I get yeah, what this you can't, is. if you read a script ever and you're like, uh, oh, <laughs> 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 like just start to realize like there could be better changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so when, you know, we, we had a, um, a, a young girl named Izzy uh, Coffee on uh, our last season who was in the movie Split. And she uh, was eight years old at the time. And one of the questions we asked her all the time when I ask you is, how does she, when she gets booked for a role, or how, when you get booked for a role, uh, what's, what's the feeling like? When you get the call and they're like, hey, we want you in this, how do you feel? And how do you celebrate? There's, if you truly want acting and you, you just found out you got the part, there should always be some sort of just something in your stomach that's like that just wants to explode. Like, I got it. I got it. Whether it's, you know, a small part to a big part. There's always you just always got to be thankful. Like, I got it. I got it. Like, you got to just in total <laughs> heaven, wonderland, butterflies and rainbows. 
Do you have a tradition on like celebrating when you book a part? Like, do you guys go to like a certain restaurant or get a certain ice cream or anything like that when you book a part or do a certain high five or a dance? I usually do a victory dance. There you go. Michael does the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are missing out like like a total bot. We'll boomerang that later so we can use it. Um, Yeah. So so you you do a little dance. I'm sure you, you get super excited yes yes so let's go to the other side there's a script you you audition for you love the part you really wanted it you don't book it how do you handle that part there's two ways you can either be devastated or you can never look back it's best if you never look back think i had a vision for this character and they may not have liked it but that's okay you know why there's gonna be there's gonna be better things in the future for me I probably wasn't fit for this character in the first place, but oh well, let's move on, you know, forgive and forget. Well, I think it's great, like you talked about, like with Millie Bobby Brown, this idea, like, especially like moving on, that you, you, you can understand, like, there could be so many reasons why you didn't book a role. It could be from, like, the simplest thing to, like, hair color to fitting with the rest of the cast or height. There's so many reasons why you may not book a role. So it's great mm-hmm. to have that positive look of just moving on. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. What's what you the next never thing? what you never want to do is focus is try and analyze why did I not get it? Don't ever do that. Simply I did not get it, but that's okay. There's still going to be things in the more things in the future. Absolutely. Um so let's say you did book a role. You've got it. You've got the date scheduled. It's shoot day, your first day on set. How do you feel? How do you prepare to be on set? And what any suggestions or tips on like how you are on set? What to do for preparing? You always want to memorize your sides. You never want to just, oh, look, I got the script. Okay, I'm going to go watch Netflix now. <laughs> the minute you get the script, you should look through it. And, if, and once you read like the whole thing, you know, you got to get, you got to analyze it. Because now you're not just getting a sample of it. You're getting a whole script now you got to really think of what this character is going to be like because they picked you because of how you played the character now don't change it think back to your audition and think "Hmm, how did i play this character well you know you know i played him her i played them in this way now i'm going to continue to play them in this way and you look through the sides and think "Hmm, okay so there's this big part of dialogue how do i play this with her personality, you know, him, her. You gotta prepare, break it down. Like if there's a line or something or something you're supposed to do, think how would she do this? And if it's hard to remember and you wanna keep consistency on it, break it down, write a note next to it. Here's how I wanna do it. And on set, just don't worry. A lot of people get panicked and this happens, you know, sometimes this happens with me. This happens with adults too, even kids. Well, kids and adults. (laughs) if you're going to be an actor or if you're going to be in the business one thing you must have well two things confidence and patience Mm -hmm. definitely patience definitely uh, patience is huge a a movie a short film could take you know three days to three months there's going to be you know challenges Mm -hmm. with you know memorizing to actually filming to the patience this all goes to the patience if there's an actor who's you know who's tired he wants to get off site to a degree that's understandable we all have times where you know 
it's like 11 o'clock at night when you're an actor and you want to just you just want to go to bed but don't just remember put yourself out there finish it up think of yourself once you're done for the day wow I did a great job I am proud go home and get some rest then the next day continue I think that's I think one of the you know that's really important like you said to like thank yourself and like be like hey you did a good job today go get some rest like I think it's important just for confidence and like just health mental health to always like congratulate yourself for getting through it and doing it I think even like with auditions and things like that that's important as well Mm -hmm. um just to be be proud of what you're doing yeah, and, the, and what you're you're making. Yeah, um, you so, never want to go home and be like, "I did terrible." If you did terrible, they wouldn't have had you. They wouldn't have had you there. Right. You always want to look at, like, think to yourself, "I did good today. Mm. I'm proud." Now mm. I'm gonna go sleep and get some rest, and tomorrow morning I'm gonna nail it again. I'm gonna do it again. Absolutely. Do it again. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a quick pause to remind you that we have a fantastic hustle contest going on right now. Our previous guest, Alexandra Boylan, from episodes 53 and 54 of our podcast, have given us several copies of her book, Create Your Own Career in Hollywood, advice from a struggling actress who became a successful producer to give away to you. Now, just in case you don't remember who Alexandra is, Michael, let them know. Discipline to not give up, even if you feel like, you know, even if something falls through, you have to figure out something else to not just say, Okay, that didn't work out. We're halfway through, but it, we lost this part thing. Okay, give up. That discipline. It was the very beginning, the beginning stages of me learning discipline. And because I definitely in my early, I will say in my 10 years out here, I was very always like, oh, I want to do this. And then I'd be like, oh, that'll take too long. Forget it. And then two years would go by and I'd be like, well, if I had done that idea, that'd be done by now. And now I have nothing to show for anything. Now that you've gotten your memory refreshed, if you go to our website, www hollywoodhustlepodcast.com scroll down you'll see a link to a listener survey fill out the survey submit it to us and you will be entered to win a possible copy of alexander's book and that's not all if you go to itunes and leave us a review you will have a second entry into the contest two chances to win a copy of alexander's book so take the survey leave us an itunes comment and you will be entered to win and if you've already left us an itunes comment before you already have an entry in if you fill out a survey the survey has to come first or be a part of your entry thank you so much and now back to this fantastic episode take it back mike so you've had obviously you've done a lot of of stuff you've been in a lot of stuff you were in one of my favorite shows the blacklist which I love that show. Um, so let's kind of talk about a few of your more probably uh, bigger roles that people know you from and just kind of talk about those films. Um, the first one being The Kids from 62F. Uh, mm-hmm. What is that film about? Who are you in that film? And just kind of talk to us about the, the evolution of being in that film and what it was like. Not going to ruin it for you guys, but <laughs> it's, it's got four lead characters. They're all kids is about the universe, the worldwide universe. We don't know what's out there. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's a mystery. It will be out this summer on Netflix. Oh, oh, great. Awesome. So super excited for that. It was challenging. There were challenges like there is on every set. No set is, you know, easy, easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. There's going to be challenges. It was very hot, you know, and we were all wearing jeans and, you know, 
long sleeve shirts, jackets, etc. And yeah, it took a month. It took a month. But I remember waking up every day, I would just I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it again. We're gonna we've been filming the same scene for the last, you know, two days because we couldn't get it right, which that didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna get it right. Every night when I came home, I looked in the mirror and I would just sit there and practice my lines for the next day. Cause you know, they sometimes they tell you, We're gonna do we know for sure we're gonna do this scene tomorrow. Right. And we're gonna do this scene tomorrow as well. I I remember sitting there and being like, you know, talking in the mirror, like, I'm going to say this, this, this. <laughs> I felt myself become more professional. And it was one of the longest times I've been on set. And I enjoyed myself, believe me. <laughs> it was very, very fun. Nice. What, yeah. what was, you know, you obviously uh, got some recognition for that, for being in that movie. Um, you got uh, nominated for Imagine Award, uh, which is an award that, uh, any kind of any role that is a positively portrays the Hispanic community. Um, what was that like when you found out you were nominated for the uh, Imagine Award, especially besides like Selma Hayek and the others? What was that like for you? It felt like getting a role I had always wanted in a script. You know, the Amahan is something I've wanted to be there, <laughs> being for a while. Um, I was so happy jumping up and down. Um, I'm, my family's a huge fan of Salma Hayek, um, Eva Longoria. I remember being just so excited. It was just incredible, an incredible feeling. I felt like I had already won like a thousand awards just being nominated, just being there. <laughs> you know, when I didn't win, people must were like, oh, you must have been so sad. I was, no, I had been there. Like, that's such a privilege. Well, I mean, you, you got to meet Rita Moreno, who is a legend on screen. You got to meet <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> uh, People say that to me a lot. Every, everybody that's like, what? Oh. Um, so that, that must have been just a really cool thing to be around all those people and just be a part of that for that night. Yeah. Of course, I was looking forward to see, like, if I would have won, oh, this is awesome. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. It just felt like I had one just being there around all those people just made me feel so happy. It was just <laughs> being around them. It just gave me a nice feeling. That's awesome. Felt like I was home. Nice. Ooh, nice. Now, uh, now you also were, are in the uh, well, soon to be a street series, um, uh, Street One, and then there, you're about to start filming Street Two here in, in yep. the future. Um, who do you play in that and how did that role come about? I play a character called Jesse. In Street 1 and Street 2, I am continuing my role. That'd be great if you said in Street 2, I'm playing a character named Bianca. Wait a minute, what? (laughs) I am super excited, and they're both MMA, Mm -hmm. mixed martial arts. Uh, Street 1 made it. I think you've described it like the Rocky, right, of martial arts? Yes, the Rocky. So so now you play the main character, Street's sister, in the role. How did you? How did the role come about? Was it something you auditioned for? Did you know the people putting it on? You know what, what was what was going on in that? It was something. Um, yeah, I had auditioned for, read for, and then when I got it, I was just super excited. And I just remember being on that set and thinking, "This is so cool." Definitely my one of my favorite sets I've been on by far. Mm-hmm. It was just so much fun. Then you know me being. Nine, nine or ten, I was like, "Wow, this is a wonderland!" <laughs> just looking around, 
Unicorns over here, rainbows over here, butterflies <laughs> over there. No, no, that's available on Amazon Prime. People can mm-hmm. watch it there. Yep. And you're preparing for the second, uh, the sequel, which apparently I believe it revolves a little more around your character. Yes. And you're taking some lessons, uh, some boxing and kickboxing lessons, right? Yes. Uh, how's that going? It's going really good. I have learned so much so far. And before this, I and before Street, I'd pre- previously be doing wushu and kung fu. Uh, so I was basically already experienced. Not to show off, no. <laughs> I was a little experienced. I knew certain moves that, you know, the, my teachers were like, this is in boxing too. Oh, cool. And then I one day I was like, I want to I do boxing not just for street, but because I want to do it for me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, this is perfect. That way we're not forcing you into anything because my parents, like, don't love to force me. My parents don't like to force me into doing anything. Yeah, I was like, I want to do this for me. And my dad's like, perfect. And my mom's like, perfect. Okay, let's do this. And I love boxing. It's just, it's just a great way to, you know, relieve yourself of stress, calm yourself. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, do you know when that starts shooting? Or uh, when, when you're like, have, do they have any set dates to get started on that? Not yet. Okay. We are still building. Still building the, the still, still in pre-production right now. Yep. Uh, development, as they say. Um <laughs> What would you say your job as an actor is? My job as an actress, I feel, is to inspire others. Mm-hmm. It's to bring joy to other people. And, and what do you feel acting has brought to you? It's given me a lot of confidence. It makes me feel, you know, it's given me joy. Mm-hmm. It's made me happy. As I look back now, when, you know, my parents were like, I want you to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I wouldn't have been happy. Like, this is something that truly makes me happy. Acting and singing just make me so, they bring me so much joy. And they have made me as a person in many ways to be able to look at, look at myself and say, I have done so many things in life. You know, I, so far, I'm only 13. So you talked earlier about being in school and people kind of looking at you differently and get, having a presumption about who you were um, because of the acting and the music. Um, and we're going to talk more about it in Act Two. But how did you deal with like the bullying and you know, personally, like, how did you stay positive and, and and not let it like overtake you too much? You know, when I said when you don't get a part in an audition, forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. We don't really have to forgive anyone. <laughs> but, you know, in bullying, forgive and forget, that kid, that certain someone who is troubling you mm-hmm. is very troubled at home. You don't, no one really knows. They are obviously afraid to open up and show what is what is wrong. And they, they can't show their true feelings. Mm-hmm. Kids who are bullied, sometimes me... When I was bullied, uh, I still currently am going through these issues. But a while ago, I was thinking, like, how dare they? Like, they're probably their parents probably spoil them so much. Well, I was wrong, and I discovered it because, according to the counselor, she does not she did not have a very good home life. So just assume that they are tr- having trouble at home, mm. and I'm not saying to you know turn your life upside down for them Mm -hmm. just don't make things harder on them i know they are making things harder on you and they are perhaps 
you know, ruining and squashing up your social life, stepping on it, <laughs> jumping on it, but you don't have to do it back. Mm-hmm. You know, me, you know, if you were to talk to me a month ago, I would have been like, <laughs> like punch, 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 punch. <laughs> like that would have been me, mm-hmm. you know, like just there are times when you can stand up for yourself and then there are other times when you don't have to. Mm-hmm. When you can look at them and say, there must be a reason why you're doing this. You don't have to, you know. There's always a different way. You can move on, forgive and forget. Absolutely. Very nice. Um, so let's kind of move on to kind of your music side. Um, we talked to you, obviously, kind of people noticed you were a singer at, from a young age. Um, what are your first memories of music in general? Like, you know, did your mom or dad listen to certain groups uh, around you that kind of inspired you to like sing? Just like acting. Mm-hmm. Singing has been a big part of my life f- since forever. Mm-hmm. Um, my first songs, my mom would, sh- Paul Anka, Barry Manilow, Freddie Mercury. I just love the feeling of music. You know, it's singing is something that, you know, helps me get rid of, you know, all the, all the stress and all the anger and sadness. You know, if I sing a song, like one of my favorite songs, in my room and I just belt out and just harmonize. It helps me a lot calm myself from everything that has been previously happening with, you know, bullying, struggles with family. <laughs> you know, I can just sing. What would you say, you know, you write some of your own songs. Yes. You know, what is your process for like songwriting? Is it something, a, random, a, a lyric will randomly pop in your head and you write something you just kind of start writing it down or do you sit and like schedule off time to sit and write music at times you know you'll be in in the car or you'll just be walking around or anywhere and something will just pop up in your head like oh this is a good lyric for a song and or at times you actually have to sit down and think hard like what would be a good lyric and sometimes it's a mix between both so first, when I think of those hard lyrics uh, or something pops into my head, I start off by writing random, you know, jotting random thoughts. Or I will jot down something that's happened in the day or something that's happened previously, whether it's from a crush to bullying. Lay it down, down over the top. Now you know what you're making. And now you have basically your whole platform now you can do whatever you want with it. Then you make the chorus, which is like the main part. This is the part where this is the part where you can really get deep into things and bring your true feelings, just let it all out. That's my favorite part is writing the chorus. It, it can be challenging. It can be very, very, very challenging at times because you know like, this one's taken by Beyonce. <laughs> this one's already done by Rihanna. You're kind of just like, uh, what do I do now? And you're kind of, eh, eh, this is hard. <laughs> like, you know, I'll, sometimes I'll sit in my room, like, for hours on end, and, like, just thinking of the chorus, like, melody. <laughs> just, like, help me. What is it? What is the... What, what is it? What is it? I'm just kind of just, like hit and like kind of just facepalm myself like no no it's terrible 
and I just want to, you know, help others who are being bullied now by, you know, writing out what happens and what you can do about it in a song there. Great, then do that. Keep the melody. And you have your song. <laughs> so so how do you, when you, you know, you're going to the studio or you're going to perform somewhere, you know, what, is it, what does it feel like for you to be on stage or in, in a recording studio uh, putting down a song that either you wrote or that you found that you love? And, you know, what, what is that like? And, you know, how do you stay disciplined to make sure that you, you do the job? I am not going to be performing my songs now. Um, my We had just parted ways with my previous manager, uh, well, producer. I was writing the lyrics, but I was not making the melodies. Therefore, he was. The lyrics were great, but these songs... They're not me. They don't suit me as a person. Believe me, I loved him as a person. Like, he was great. Super nice. But he was not making the music I thought that showed who I was. And therefore, we parted ways with him. But now, I am currently working on songs that really show who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about it. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> nice, awesome. That's exciting. So you know, kind of, you know, you talked about you're kind of changing gears. You're doing something different. Is that was that kind of scary to do? To like, you know, the kind of what you've been doing. Going, I want to do something completely different. I want to go a different way. You know, how did you kind of embrace that that decision? Is it scary? In a way, yes, because you're like, I don't know if they're if these are going to be if it's going to be better or worse. It could be. 100 times worse or it could be 100 times better you don't know but i always just assume the best i assume just it's gonna be great i have confidence right so yes it was scary in a way but at the end of the day confidence is the key to it so how did you embrace the decision to kind of stop what you were the, the path you were on and kind of go a different direction and find something that you felt better about and more confident in i thought to myself first you know what i don't have to necessarily feel bad about this he was great as a person but the music just wasn't me but i know well, i'm assuming but i said to myself i know there's gonna be better things in the future like i did with acting i then started working on lyrics and melodies that i i loved and i brought them to my mom and my mom was like these are great these are perfect we will we will find someone who will help us with this. Mm. And here we are now. And as I've said, the music is going to come out soon. Yes. Yeah. Woo um, so totally woo. So to wrap it up, you know, you, you do, you act, you sing, uh, you go to school. And obviously you have your, your life outside of all of those where you're just a kid having fun, going and doing things that people do. Um, how do you balance all of it? How do you make sure your homework gets done? The you know lines get memorized, the lyrics get done, you know prepared, the the and you you have fun and and go out and do things. How do you balance all of that? So let's say I have an audition, but I also have you know a whole essay I need to write overnight. You know, I go home, I work on my sides, and you know people always assume. You're an actress. It must be easy. Life must be so easy. No, it's not. Because balancing schoolwork and, you know, acting and singing 
it's it's very hard. But I don't want to be homeschooled because then I don't really have a social life. I love school, but there's also a a cost. Homework. <laughs> homework. I have to do homework like every night. So some nights, if I'm lucky, I don't have homework. Let's get back to the point. <laughs> I I have an audition. I work on my sides in the mirror, and I don't rush. One thing you never want to do as an actor is rush. Patience is the key. If I didn't have a line right, I wouldn't look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know what, never mind, screw it, I'm just going to get this thing over with. I'll do it again and again, even if it takes me till 11 o'clock at night. Then, even if it's 11 o'clock at night, I will do my homework because, you know, grades grades are everything. <laughs> I'll do my homework, uh, and that usually takes um, a little while, yeah. So, and then I'll complete it, then go to bed. Right, so you kind of just make that time yeah. when you can to get the stuff that you need to get done done. Yeah. Um, so just kind of the final thing, if there's you know someone out there that's listening who follows you and, and is excited to hear your thoughts and maybe they're thinking about pursuing singing or, or acting or they've started pursuing one of those things, do you have any just kind of words of advice or words of wisdom that you can share to just support them and let them know you know what what they're doing is okay and that they can do it don't listen to others who have doubted you you know you do you go out there and prove every one of those people who've doubted you wrong live your life it's your life no one can live it for you you do your own thing whether it's you know singing to creating a charity to acting to becoming a manager make sure you be yourself through all of it don't let anyone stop you because those who are trying to stop you are wrong and prove it think to yourself you know i'm determined this is my dream and this is what i want to do you know if you're if you want to be a songwriter, sit in your room and think of like ways how to write a song, you know, write write your platform, then higher and higher and higher until you have the chorus and then it's all complete. You know, there's always going to be people who are going to bring you down and try to stop you from you know, living your life and continuing your dream. Whether it's your parents to your friends, it doesn't matter. You know, adults can be wrong. <laughs> you know, don't listen to them. If you want to be an actor or an actress, work hard at it. You know, if you want to be a singer, work hard at it. If you want to be a manager, do it. You do you. Be yourself. Don't let those other people, you know, try and bring you down. It could be a bully. You know, don't ever question yourself. If someone looks at you and says, you're wrong, you can't do it, or you're terrible, no, just stick to doing this, like what you're supposed to do. If you really are that determined to live your life, those small, tiny comments who are telling you, which are telling you you can't do it or don't do it, they're just going to be a blip on your radar screen. What should be on your radar is how I'm going to continue to live my life 
my life and how I'm going to get at this dream that I want. I want it for myself. Man, I'm inspired now. Like, I'm ready to go get it. And it helps that the music that's playing in this lobby right now is very inspiring music. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it all works. 90s rock alongside that. It's perfect. Uh, well, thank you so much, Gigi. I, I know you're going to hang out for Act 2. Um, do you have anything coming out or anything you want to plug? I know you have some songs on Spotify. That I have songs can check on out. Pandora, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. And you can find me on Instagram at, at Gigi Cesare. Yes. And you're also on Twitter as well, right? Yep. GGV Cesare. Yes. And Twitter. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I, I can't wait to talk to you some more in Act Two. This has been great. Thank you guys for listening. And we thank will see you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. And uh, back to you guys in the studio. Remember, don't let anyone stop you from living your life. Word. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed uh, that really fun conversation with Gigi Cesare. Uh, but real quick, to have some outro discussion, I want to invite the Dustin to my 11, Mr. Daniel Tuttle. Welcome, brother. Is that a good thing? I don't I don't I've, I've, I saw I haven't I've, I haven't watched any more of Stranger Things. Is that a good thing <laughs> for me to be your Dustin to your 11? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. it's a really. It's a really good thing. Like okay. you and I, we're it's we're not like Mikey and Eleven, right? But right, like right, right. you're 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 the comedic relief. You're the one that everyone loves, regardless right. of whether they're with someone but or not. That, so, but then you're putting yourself in the space of the badass. I mean, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Why can't we just both be 11? <laughs> we have two 11s. You, you could be eight. You could be eight. Oh, wait. But that wait doesn't make any sense wait, to you. I'm the one that nobody knows about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, man. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, I, in, I in feel case... like we haven't like talked in forever. <laughs> That's true because it uh, the past couple episodes, unfortunately, my work schedule has just been insane and you know one week we i i would i was thinking like okay we will have time to record in the morning it should be fine and then last minute i'd find out oh no i have to go into work super early <laughs> again <sighs> it's just it's just a it's just a trade-off you do one week where it's you and a little insert from me and then another week where it's me with a little insert from you and the all is right with the balance of the universe. Yes, the Hollywood hustle has been equalized. <laughs> has been equalized. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it's been it's been a crazy week. Uh, but we do have some other things that we've discussed recently. Yes, uh, yes, and, we do. And some updates with the podcast and and things that have been going on. Um, the first that's not on here actually. I just resubmitted us to Spotify again. Yes. Um, hopefully. Yes. yes. Uh, hopefully this will work this time. Uh, everyone listening, if you if you get a chance, just tweet to Spotify at Spotify. Put LA Hustlecast. That's because that's our Twitter. Uh, so that way you can put a sit tag us in there. But put them on Spotify. I think that'll really help if we get more people just telling them we want this on Spotify. Uh, to make it easier to get to and listen to on a daily basis. So, uh, we're hoping to get on there. Hashtag it's, it's Spotify, Spotify Hustle. Great. Hashtag Spotify hustle. Hashtag Spotify get the hustle. Um, <laughs> it's definitely it's a slow. They they're very picky. They they pick and choose what they want to put on. It's not 
a free for all with podcasts there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, uh, uh, t- you know, tweet out, tag them and try to help us out, get us on there because that would be fantastic. Um, this interview with Gigi, we actually did at the universal Sheridan. Uh, so you've probably heard maybe a little background noise here and there. We were actually in the lobby of the Sheridan in this like back corner, uh, table, uh, luckily we were able, we were away from people. There weren't a lot of people around, but you probably heard some people walking by or yeah. a little bit of chatter here and there. It definitely uh, so becomes you, a bit more noticeable kind of, in the next episode, uh, next week. Absolutely. The, more people started coming through. There was like a pageant going on that got out during the second recording. Um, so just a heads up that there is a little background noise and audio stuff and, and the audio may even sound environmentally a little different. Uh, and that's why yeah. we were recording in the lobby of a hotel because you record where you can when you're doing a podcast. Exactly. And, and don't have a studio. Yeah. And, and Gigi was actually in town because she was nominated and she won uh, an award mm-hmm. at the Young Entertainment uh, Awards uh, ceremony uh, that was hosted at mm-hmm. Universal Studios. And uh, Izzy Coffee also won yeah. uh, uh, her award as well. That was so cool Former to be like show. two guests of Hollywood Hustle sharing the stage and i i really hope that they met i i'd love to shoot them both a message to see if they ever like just connected with each other or if they even know one another because that was just such a cool thing to see like you know izzy who is eight i think she is she nine now um i think she's probably nine by now yeah she's probably nine but like seeing her still working at it um and obviously seeing uh Gigi up there as well it's just so cool. And it's also, I'll know about you, Daniel, but for me, it's just so weird because I didn't have access to anything like that in my hometown. So, oh yeah, not, not at all. Yeah. Nothing like that, it's, that I was aware of at least Yeah, of course. My, when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's just kind of cool to see that support. Absolutely. And also if you guys have any friends that uh, don't have iPhones and have like Androids <coughs> or any other, any other kind of uh, <coughs> uh, phones, such as our uh, wonderful producer, Michael Lutheran, who Hi. doesn't have an iPhone. Um, we've been on Google Play for a while. They have a little podcast section. Um, but recently, uh, Google released its own podcast app, uh, Google Podcast. And uh, we are already on it. Uh, I think they just connected it to what was on the Google Play podcast section. So we're already on it. So if you uh, uh, you're obviously listening, so you know where to find us. But if you need to find if you're listening on a desktop and you want us on the go and you have an Android or you have friends who are like, I want to listen, but I don't have an iPhone. Um, that's how they sound. Uh, <laughs> tell them to download this Google podcast app and they'll be able to find us or Stitcher Radio uh, and we'll be there. Yeah. Uh, and- to to bring them inspiration and joy yeah and it's really cool because i we all have different sources for the things that we for the content that we consume uh you know for music i use spotify and i i've had google play music the app but i don't really use it to listen to music i i've had it for only a couple specific podcasts but i will say i Mm -hmm. downloaded the google podcast app and it the interface is just so easy to find and it's Nice that I have just a single app dedicated solely for podcasts. I also use Stitcher Radio, but uh, Google Podcasts, it, it's looking really good. I think that there's some tweaks that could be made, but absolutely something that was interesting, though, because, you know, I think you had shot me uh, an article the day before 
like, oh, I guess Google Podcasts is coming out tomorrow or today. And so the following morning, I checked it out and I searched for our podcast to see if it was there. And I actually found another Hollywood hustle out there. Uh, in, yeah. In the interwebs. So apparently, in, on April 27th, a new podcast was published on iTunes called Hollywood Hustle. Just Hollywood Hustle. Uh, it's two guys who live in L.A. Uh, one, I believe, is a musician. I believe the other is an actor, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's them just talking kind of somewhat similar idea of talking about living in LA being creatives in LA. Um, it's definitely, it's more explicit. Uh, it's, it's definitely more, um, uh, adult, uh, adult and just two guys shooting the, the breeze. Uh, I don't want to say the other word, but (laughs) the other word would be more, uh, apropos. Uh, but, uh, so just a heads up, if any of your friends, Listen and uh, you know, make sure they know which one they're going to. That it has podcast in the title, Hollywood Hustle Podcast. When you do share it with other people, um, their logo, the Hollywood Hustle Group logo, is red. Like it looks like a book of some sort, maybe, and it has Hollywood Hustle scribbled in. Um, you know, so just kind of if you do share our podcast with someone verbally, make sure you let them know like what the logo looks like and that it says podcast. So they don't get confused and and go to this other one. Not saying you shouldn't listen to this other one. Not trying to take any way away from the other one. But that way, the message of the accurate podcast you're trying to share gets across and doesn't. There's no confusion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, it's always that's that's why we're mentioning it. Yeah, it's it's always good. I think any type of content that is helping people get a better understanding of the industry or of this city. It's it's always a good thing. Um, I think we're just going to try and reach out to one another maybe and just let them know that we're around because they're a relatively new show. So yeah, we I've, I've sent a, a, a tweet to their, their, their Twitter to say hi and congratulate them on, you know, just putting up a podcast that that's the first step. Um, have not heard anything back from them. They haven't, they don't seem to tweet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, We'll we'll see if we can connect and maybe do an episode together. We'll see. Yeah. But um, uh, just just wanted that known that if you're sharing the podcast with someone, just make sure you tell them. Uh, make sure they help them find the one you actually are trying to get them to. And if they stumble on this one, great. But that way they don't miss out on this one as well. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, that that is why we're bringing it up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just because with this new podcast app coming out and this. It was also a new podcast that came out on the radar. Just want to let you guys know about ways that you can listen and hopefully redirect people to make sure that they're listening to the right show. Um, but also, let's just check in real quick with each other, buddy. How how's this past week been for you? It's it, this was a this felt like a this felt like a very long week. I felt by like Thursday, I felt like it should have been Friday. And then Friday was just like this bonus work day that I had to work. Like it was, it was really weird. It just felt very long. Um, this next week is my last week on the desk that I'm working at right now. The next week after this, uh, at the beginning of July, the 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 permanent usual assistant comes back, uh, and I will be moving on to a different desk, maybe my old desk. I don't know. Um, but uh, one of the things that's kind of come up that I was able to discuss with my current boss. Um, who is the head of business affairs at the company, but he's also a creative and a producer as well who's written stuff, and he's actually working on something with creatives at my company. 
um, was talking about, you know, they hire people to write spec scripts based on like news stories or true life books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned I was a writer, which he didn't know when we talked for a while. And he kind of gave me kind of a path to someone to talk to um, about possibly becoming a writer for hire for them. Uh, That way it saves them money. It doesn't pay like a crazy script writer, Aaron Sorkin amount, but it's more money than I usually get for my scripts. And it would be regular if they like what I'm doing regular paying work to write scripts. So the upsides being I get paid to write, I get to uh, build up my script catalog, uh, which is never a bad thing that you have a ton of things you can offer and say, hey, I've, I've written 20 scripts, you know, 10 have been made. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's never a bad thing. And so uh, hopefully that works out. I have a meeting this week with the person he wanted me to connect with to kind of get a feel for their structure that they like in their scripts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then hopefully from there, I'll be able to maybe put together a sample to offer them. Dude, um, that's so huge. We'll go from there. It's this is where like this type of job where you're at the in the environment that you're working in, even though you're a temp, it's clear that you're using this opportunity to kind of like push yourself forward and and you're not hiding who you are you're letting people know hey i'm a writer you're not saying like mm-hmm. you're not going up to them begging them for a job or whatever you're just putting it out there like oh by the way this is who i am just so you know mm-hmm. uh if yeah. if that's of interest to you and if you think my work gels with you then maybe we could work together i think that's really cool yeah it's, it's always about taking risk and advantage of the opportunity you're given Mm-hmm. Um, not throwing your way your shot, if you will. Uh, 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 uh tonight's that, that um, guy. But yeah, so that's that's something. And also, like this week has kind of been weird. I've, I've had this weird, like one of those weird weeks where you're kind of like very introspective, kind of week mm-hmm. where it's just a lot of uh, uh, you know, creative emotions and just kind of really. I don't know if it's this weird balancing of like what I'm doing and, and trying to push more in the creative field, just kind of listening to various music at random times that just kind of to feed this creative energy in me. It's been a, it's been weird. It's been a weird feeling. Yeah, I, I, I feel that as well. It's it's been a really interesting week uh, for me as well. You and I have talked a lot about it. Um don't want to share some of the things yet just because I know we're going to be recording a team hustle here uh, in the next couple weeks and want to shelve some Absolutely, of this stuff yeah. for that. But um, this week I had uh, – it was so crazy. It was a day uh, – my day literally started at 7.30 a.m. and it just kept going from there. I had to be – as some of our longtime listeners know, last year I had a an injury – where uh, I fractured my skull and bad. It wasn't me. It, it wasn't Daniel. He didn't do it this one time. Uh, Edit better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but while I was in the ER, they did a CT scan just to check what, how much of a fracture it was. But they also found a cyst in my brain at the time and followed up with neurology and with my, with my primary doctor and, They've kind of been very reassuring that there's nothing to worry about, but that I should probably get a follow-up MRI. So that's what I did this morning. I what I had to be there at 7.30 a.m. And then I went immediately. So at that experience felt like a, an, I was an astronaut inside of like a spaceship 
like you're just mm. stuck in a tube and you can't move anywhere and it's like a a band of really bad musicians are just banging their instruments all around you. It's the best way I could describe it. But then that same day I, I had to go back to I had to go to work, work a full day, and then I had a show for Met Again at seven thirty uh at night. So it was this really Ooh. Interesting, like 7.30 a.m., getting an MRI, 7.30 p.m., doing a show. Uh, <laughs> but An MRI of your body, and then you performed an MRI of love. Of soul, of my soul. Um, love and soul. Yeah, got to see a uh, former guest, uh, well, and, you know, the gentleman who's uh, created our website, uh, Mike Tobias. Uh, he came out Mikey. to the show with also former Team Hustle member Katra Parkman. Uh, Ooh, who will be who will be back again next season? Yeah, Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, uh, back back on the show for an episode, not like back on Team Hustle. Oh, just clarifying. Sorry, made, made me sad. Made me sad, Daniel. Good job. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah, but it was it was just really wonderful to see them and to, and to catch up and you know hear about stuff that's going on with them. I know Mikey's writing a play, and him and I are we're gonna chat about that. Uh, he he wants to hear my insight it since I do a lot of theater. So um, there's that. And just similar to you, man, it's just been one of those really interesting weeks. And uh, for me, like, so you listen to music. For me, I listened to uh, also previous guest, Trevor Algott. It was his final episode on the Inside Acting podcast. Yeah. And that was, that was heavy. Yeah. And listeners... If you're if you're brand new to the podcast, uh, please just a few episodes back, uh, maybe Daniel, you can check the episode number while I'm chatting about it. We had the two co-hosts of the Inside Acting podcast on our show talking about their journeys, and then we had a great roundtable discussion just about podcasting, um, and it was just such a wonderful conversation. And Trevor announced on our show actually that he was going to be stepping away from acting and from the podcast and so this was the episode where they looked back on their past 10 years as a show but as as people and what they've learned and how they've I can't grown even imagine being doing not like a bad thing but like it just ha- continually being able to do this show for 10 years oh my gosh it just is, is almost baffling to me yeah but the the crazy part of this daniel was like i when I first discovered Inside Acting, I was in the break room at my job at the medical office that I currently work at in 2012. And, you know, at the time, my office was the break room because I was just scanning medical records. And I found this really good, cool podcast. And it was like episode 50 or something. And then cut to six years later. And the work that I've been having to do for my doctor recently, I was actually working in the break room listening to this final for now episode of inside acting it was it, come, it comes full circle full circle dude and i was just like a wreck like i was starting to cry by the end of it um you know i completely forgot that i had sent in a voice message thanking trevor and that you had done that as well so it was like oh <laughs> my voice made it onto the inside acting podcast <laughs> goals reached but we did it. Yeah. It, but it was just kind of, it was a beautiful send off, but definitely uh, made, my, made my week just go like, wow, so much happening. So, so much good stuff is happening, but just 
a lot of questions to ask oneself of wow yeah they they did a re- they did a really good job of closing this chapter and leaving it open for the next chapter yeah. uh, of of inside acting podcast and it's going to continue in some iteration eventually they're on hiatus uh they said indefinitely i don't know if that's the right word uh i think they're on hiatus until a type comes from where they've confirmed their new new style and and how they're going to move forward without Trevor. Yeah, because their and, production manager and, uh, Jen Levin was very adamant. Like this podcast is continuing. We're gonna keep mm-hmm. making new episodes. It's gonna be different, but this structure of AJ and Trevor for now that chapter has been closed. Yeah, and you could just you could tell. I, I think part of there's a bit of Trevor that almost was like. Let's do let's do more. <laughs> like I'm not leaving. I've changed my mind. <laughs> and, oh, it takes a smart man to realize when it's time to move on. Yeah, and, and and to figure out the next steps in his life, and that's it's hard sometimes to make that decision. And that's you know, but in the end, that's that's kind of what you have to do. You have to be able to keep a hold of an awareness of where you are in your life. And when it's time to move to a next step. And so, you know, obviously me and you wish Trevor nothing but the best in whatever that next step is, whether it's here in L.A. or somewhere else. Uh, I know we, we've talked to him on working on some stuff together, uh, with not him on the mic, but behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're, we're still going to be able to collaborate with him. Uh, if you want to listen to our conversation with Trevor and AJ from Inside Acting Podcast, uh, go back to our episode 51. Uh, it's our team hustle, uh, uh, number, I believe number seven. Yeah. That sounds um, about right. Yeah. Number seven inside, uh, inside podcasting. We just really break down podcasting and we talk about our experiences and how we started. And it's, and it's really great because they started 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So they started when podcasting was really starting to come up and people were trying to figure out what this was. And so it's so great to hear their experience, but then also kind of, hearing our experience coming from now when yeah. mo- social media marketing is, is a lot bigger than it was back then. Yeah. It's, it, and a lot more important. Yeah. It's a complete conversation of like two podcasts, like in a way, generate a generation apart from each other, having a conversation. But even in that episode, you get a preview of the type of conversations that AJ and Trevor have together um, in this kind of closing episode for, inside acting like they they start to ask themselves like are there any regrets and stuff like that so it's just a really if if you're all about the hustle you know and I think we all have to understand that at times the hustle also means knowing when you need to tap out of of a moment or or when when you when you can recognize that your time on a specific path is done and that you're ready for a new journey and I think it's just that's it's what I love about this podcast so much is that we get to meet people and talk with people and for people to be open enough to share that struggle because I think it's a struggle that we deal with, you know, every day, every week. Um, and, you know, it's, again, nothing but for the best for, for Trevor. I'm really excited for this new stage of where he's at and what he's going to choose to do. Uh, he he de- mm-hmm. He even admits, like, he doesn't have a path right now of what his quote unquote plan is. But I think just going out there with a clean slate, I think that sounds exciting. So yeah, I mean, the first step is opening yourself up to something new. 
Absolutely. Well, speaking of, you know, more hustle and, you know, inspiration uh, from Trevor's journey, we interviewed a a powerhouse of a 13-year-old. Man, <laughs> uh, this tell past me about week. It. Gigi Cesare, uh, she had so much to dish out. Like, like Izzy Coffee, I am always amazed by the knowledge of young people. And 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 I, I want to say now for season three, because I, I, I've mentioned a lot about working towards season three a lot recently. We already have someone booked to kind of continue this journey for this kind of hustle through the ages journey uh, that we're doing. You know, we started with Izzy, who was eight at the time. Uh, then we've done Gigi. And now we have someone who's a little bit older in a different aspect, but still in the entertainment business. So I'm really excited to kind of continue that mature journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and just how even from as young as eight to 13, there is this high level of maturity. It's yeah. it, it's so wonderful to see. But want to get your hustle support statement this week. Uh, there's so much great knowledge and advice that uh, that Gigi shared with us. And so our hustle support statements are uh, messages for you, our listeners of, you know, they're lessons that we kind of took away from our conversations with guests and we package it in a statement that we want to give you for you to think about and mull over during the week and hopefully add it to your hustle, let you feel inspired and that you can take this week on. So what's your support Absolutely. statement this week, brother? Uh, you know, my, my statement kind of comes from a mix. It comes from, um, uh, a little bit of Gigi and how hard she works and some of the things she's been through. And then also comes a little bit from some other stuff I saw uh, outside of the interview over the last few weeks that I wanted to share. There are a thousand and one cliches about how things are always harder before they get easier or how it's always darkest before the dawn and, you know, other semi-motivational phrases. <laughs> so many that they can easily become easy to ignore or shrug off. But I believe anyone that you talk to working on building their own legacy and career will tell you that it can be dark for a long time before any kind of dawn finally shows up. It can become lonely. It can become confusing, stressful, frustrating, and most of the time, unrewarding. We discuss a lot on the show about finding support and making sure you go out and have fun outside of your hustle, taking time from any kind of side hustles and alike. But something we've mentioned a few times that I think is worth repeating is that it's important to be patient. Lasting success comes slowly for most people who have found it. We started this show over a year ago, 60 episodes ago, with one listener, Probably my mom. And then my mom. we got another one. Yeah, so two <laughs> listeners. So we got another one, and then another one, and then another one. And by our eighth episode, we didn't have a thousand listeners, but we maybe had about 30. And, and over time, with hard work, planning, perseverance, and patience, we have more than 30 listeners, more than 100 listeners. We have people engaging with us and sharing how they've been inspired by an episode or two. There is no such thing as overnight success. It's, it's a myth. So when you get frustrated, when things become their darkest, know that the dawn is coming. There's just no exact time that it's scheduled to arrive. With patience, you'll find yourself with less pressure and you'll be able to enjoy your hard work, which in the end 
is the most important part of the hustle. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I, and I, it, I, it's worth for, worth for me to hear that as well. Cause I know I can be very impatient about these things. And I think it's all about letting go of the destination in a way of where you think you should, you need to be, you think you need to be on that, the stage accepting an Oscar or whatever, but where you need to be is the present and just doing good, meaningful work. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not, if you don't feel fulfilled by what you're doing without others bringing that fulfillment, then it may be time to think on moving past that to something else. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. How about you, buddy? What, what, what do you got for us? Yeah. So one of the parts of our interview with Gigi that I thought was really important was the importance of passion in whatever it is that you do. Um, she describes it as, you know, it feels like your stomach is about to explode with excitement in that moment when you get to practice your craft. You see, last year, before Daniel and I started this show, I had fallen out of love with acting. I was finding it difficult to be present and in the moment, and I felt like my performances suffered from that. So I asked myself that very scary question of, is it time to walk away from this? Is it time to pursue something new? I thought long and I thought hard about this. And, you know, finally, I, 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 I answered myself, no, not yet. You know, acting has always been a big part of my life. And sometimes, like what happens in any kind of relationship, I wasn't doing the work to make it work. So I threw myself into class, into an environment where I was being creatively challenged and having to ask myself every day, what about this keeps me going? What, what do I love about it? And I found my passion again. And every time I step on stage for Met Again or to film an audition, I feel that fire in me again. And so all of this to say, it's okay if you're not feeling connected to your passion right now. Treat your passion, though, like a relationship. It needs time and it needs constant work. So listen to it, listen to yourself, and respond. And keep that flame going. That, that makes so much sense to me. And, and it's so, I think anybody who has been doing this for a while and, and in any kind of creative or uh, self-hustle uh, experience can understand that idea, that moment of like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, is this, like, is this worth the pain and the stress and the exhaustion and the frustration that it comes with it? And sometimes you have to just let it go. And, and not think about it so hard and, and just enjoy the ride and then find those moments of, of joy out of it. Yeah. And, and, and so that, that I totally, I, yeah, I mean that, wow, you nailed it. Well, and, and I think just adding to what you just said, enjoy the ride because mm. acting is just at the end of the day, it's a small part to my overall life. There's a, there's a, there's other things that are happening in my world right now other than just acting. Um, you know, the goal is of hopefully to fill that up with more acting, but it's important to just enjoy your life. It, it, value your people, value your friends, value your family. Um, go out and experience new and exciting things. It's Especially in L.A., you feel that pressure of you need to stay here all the time. You can't leave. If you leave, you're going to miss out on 
such and such of an opportunity. No, go live your life as well and, and, and be fulfilled, not just artistically, but just whether you want to call it spiritually or just personally, just enjoy it because that live your life. (laughs) And by living your life, that will inform your passion. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if your life is good, then your passion for your art, for your hustle will be there as well. And, 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 you know, I think kind of like we talked about with Trevor, find awareness. Mm -hmm. So as things come and be open, you know, we've talked several times being open to saying yes, because you never know what you're going to find out about yourself through doing other things and various things. Yeah. You may find something you love. Like I loved acting forever. And then I found writing and really found like that was more of a calling for me, writing and kind of producing. Mm hmm. And so it's being open to that. And, and it's sometimes it sings. There's times where I'm like, I, I want to get back on stage or back in front of the camera. But I know that's not the main focus anymore. And so I think it's just there's so many variables, but it's definitely being open and enjoying just where you're going. Yeah. And I kind of shared this. I believe this was last week um, in my quick check in. But I've been reading a lot more into meditation. I'm getting back into that and i'm reading uh this kind of yeah you you could call him a philosopher his name was alan watts but i read a passage from his book where you essentially it boils down to you know you be the mountain that a stream is flowing out of and just be yourself sometimes people will come along and they'll drink from the river and then they'll continue on their journey but your purpose is not to be there for others to feed off of, to, to drink off of. Your, your purpose is just to be you, is to just keep doing your work, to be on your path. And, you know, if you can remove trying to satisfy other people in the process. Maybe that will keep you just more grounded and more honest. Absolutely. In a way. So, whew, things are getting deep here on the podcast, guys. <laughs> That's what we do, yo. Yeah. We deep them in this mother. (laughs) (laughs) But if, uh, you know, if you guys want to connect with us on social media, if if you want to get deep with us here on the Hollywood Hustle, you can always tweet to us uh, on Twitter. We are at LA HustleCast. And on Facebook and uh, Instagram, we are at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. Um, Also, bring in Gigi into the conversation. Uh, welcome her to our community on Twitter. She is at GGV Cesare, and that's C E S A R E. And on Instagram, she is at GG Cesare. And as always, you guys, you can always email us your your questions or any thoughts that you might have, or if you want to record yourself asking a question and want to send it over to us, our email is HollywoodHustlePodcast at gmail dot com. And you can find Michael and I on all the social medias. I am at Daniel Tuttle on all the social medias. And Michael, you are? At Michael Lutheran on all all the the social social medias. (laughs) And if you're joining us for the first time, we know the life of a hustler can be busy between your day job, night job, between auditioning, writing your next script, or drafting up another resume. Things can get busy get so busy that it's hard to listen to a full interview. We know that side hustle life all too well. That's why we release special previews we call Side Hustles every Monday. Michael provides extended clips of the upcoming episodes so you can start to get an idea of who the guest is, 
their journey and what we talk about. Our hope is that the side hustles offer you a chance to keep up with what we're sharing on the show and on social media, while also giving you a quick dose of inspiration to get your week started. And guys, it's so crazy to think that we have officially released, as of this episode, 61 episodes, Daniel. 61 61. <laughs> there, there's now a year's worth of episodes behind us for you to check out and share with your community, your friends, family, fellow dreamers and hustlers out there. If you're new to the podcast, please check them out. Let us know what your favorite episodes and interviews are. And also remember to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us on. And if there's an episode, especially if there's an episode that you go to a lot, that maybe you find more inspirational, that just kind of whether it's a team hustle or a specific uh, guest, let us know. Like I'm curious, you know, I, we've had a few people tell us like I go to, you know, these episodes sometimes when I'm feeling a certain way. So we'd love to hear more about that. And also if you've been listening to us for the past 60 episodes, geez, 60 episodes <laughs> or recently joined us on our journey and are finding a lot of value in the show from our guests to the week to week journey of Michael and myself, please consider contributing to the production of Hollywood hustle podcast. If you go to our website, hollywoodhustlepodcast.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page you'll find a paypal button where you can give a one-time donation or you can choose to give a monthly donation of anywhere from ten dollars to one dollar to twenty dollars any of it goes a long way to directly to bring you this show every week and of course if times are tight we completely understand you can always support the hustle by sharing the episodes again with your community and your friends and anyone maybe you're acting in a show with just tell them Find Hollywood Hustle podcast that has podcast in the name. <laughs> That's that specifically. Um, but guys, next week we'll be back with Gigi Cesare, Daniel, myself, and one of Gigi's closest friends for a fantastic roundtable discussion about the impact artists can make by using their voice to inspire change, knowing what's best for you. And we dig deep and share our views on bullying and our experiences. Gigi and her friend share so much great knowledge and advice, guys. I can't wait to share it with you. Make sure that you subscribe again to our podcast so that you can get the side hustle when it drops Monday, July 2nd, and then episode 62 will be available on July 3rd. This episode was brought to you by Team Hustle. Our show's executive producer is Daniel Tuttle. This episode was produced and edited by Michael Lutheran. Gordon Meacham is our episode analyst, and Michael Tobias is our website designer at HollywoodHustlePodcast.com. Wow. That's it, man, for episode 61 of the 61. Hollywood Hustle Podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, can you, can, you, can you believe that we have said, Welcome to Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where we share the stories of artists and, uh, you know, every other thing, climbing the ladder of success and how we survived the city of L.A. 61 now <laughs> times. Dude, like, it just makes me think, like, we're so close to 100 now. Like, we're still 39 episodes away, but we're closer now to 100 episodes than one episode. And we have, and I know we've discussed a really cool idea for episode 100 that I hope we can uh, make happen. Um, that is a little more personal to me and you. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to do that down the road. That won't be until season three. If my, if my math is correct. Uh, but season three, episode 100, man, it's coming. And, uh, it's, oh man, I can't, it's like, it, it means so much, but then it's like, but then there's 101. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's such a weird feeling, but yeah, uh, 60 episodes, man. Yeah. And, you know, so thankful that for you guys to be joining us for any stage of this journey. If you're just joining us today, thank you. And we hope that you continue to to join us. And please 
connect with Daniel and I, again, on social media. Uh, you could sh- send us direct messages on Instagram. Let us know your journey and how, you know, if you have any questions or need guidance on, you know, navigating this path, whether you're in Los Angeles or an outside market, we're here to support each other because I think it's clear, you know, whether it's that time where it's darkest before the dawn or you're feeling that lack of passion, we're here to lift you up. We're here to support you and we're here to let you know that your hustle matters. All right. So we love you guys. Daniel, thank you so much for joining me today for a fantastic outro discussion and, and an amazing interview with Gigi, man. You're, you're, you're rocking it. Thank you so much. And real quick, before we go, I just I, I know this would mean something to you. Also, I want to give a shout out to former guest, huge friend of the show. He's been on IG Live, AJ Jones. Yes. Um, his company, Nova House, just celebrated their one year anniversary uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, wow. uh, being open and being incredibly successful. They're doing some successful. They're doing some amazing things over there. So if you're in Atlanta, if you're listening from Atlanta, check out Nova House. It, it's fantastic. Congratulations, AJ Jones and the rest of the team on one year. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, if you want to listen to AJ Jones, his episodes are episode 35 and 36 in season one. Uh, I just want to do a quick thank, uh, congratulations to them. That's that's huge. Yeah. What he's doing is so amazing and powerful for actors that live in Atlanta. For you guys, uh, they are a self-taping company for auditions, and they're open until 1 a.m. every day, and it's a monthly membership fee of only $50. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it different. They're a subscription fee. And so if you're a member, you can come in whenever you want. And you set an appointment, you come in, you tape as many tapes as you need, and they have a computer in the lobby where they edit right away, they give it to you, and they have a computer in the lobby so you can just go ahead and send it out if you're ready to send it out. So, so cool, man. you don't even have to drive home to do it. See, like that, and again, like that's what's so great about this community is that all all the all of the guests that we've had so far, um, you know, including Gigi and, and and everyone, it's just we're all there to support each other at the end of the day. We're all there to help support each other to pursue our dreams. So uh, thank you guys so much again for joining us today. Uh, please know that Daniel and I, we love you. Uh, and we're so excited to be with you again next week when we come back with uh, Gigi and one of her best friends to talk more. But until then, always remember to keep up, keep up the hustle, the hustle. Keep up that hustle. Keep up that hustle, guys. We won't sing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs>